We are the Purposeful Project. We help entrepreneurs for free. Welcome to today's pep talk, where we'll take just 20 minutes to interview leading experts from around the world who share actionable know-how, insights and life lessons. To hear these incredible insights, follow us on Spotify, Apple Music or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Or you can simply visit thepurposefulproject.com, sign up to our mailing list and get the podcast in your inbox every single week. Welcome, Nicole, to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today for this special edition podcast. Would you mind please perhaps starting by telling our audience a little bit about who you are, what you do and how you're involved in this year's festival? Hi, thanks Simon and um, really great to be on the podcast and explain about what we do. So I'm Nicole Denholder and I'm the founder of Next Chapter Ventures and I um, am based here in Hong Kong and I previously worked in PricewaterhouseCoopers in the IPO and management consulting space and you know based on what I was seeing in terms of um, women-led businesses in some of the work I was doing I was really interested in um, building my own business around supporting women-led businesses to access capital because I think there's a real need there and the statistics prove that. So what I did is I started with a rewards-based crowdfunding platform for female founders in Asia and based again on my experiences from that what I've now built is a second platform where female entrepreneurs go to understand and seek capital for their businesses um, whether they're across Asia and Australia and what we do is we support our female founders in different types of funding available to them, where to find it, how to approach that funding. And we do it through two programs. We have what we call our Savvy Club and our Capital Club. And our programs are really designed to support women in revenue and business growth. And that's through using different funding opportunities ranging from crowdfunding, grants, revenue-based financing, angel investment, all the way through to venture capital. And that's how we got involved with the Start Me Up HK Festival this year because they're really focused on the SDGs um, goals and you know for us as a business part of our philosophy is how do we support gender equality which is SDG 5 and so um, we're really excited to be a core event at the Start Me Up HK Festival focused on raising the bar around gender equality for female founders particularly around fundraising. And the way we're doing that, where we've organized three events, which um, starting with a great panel discussion around are female founders a better investment? And it's not meant to be a controversial discussion, but it's meant to be a really good debate to explain some of the numbers that we're seeing in that space around the returns investing in women and really what we can be doing to go forward. And we've got um, also some VCs that are already achieving that. So we're really putting a platform for that discussion. Then we're our second event in the afternoon is around female founders and showcasing their successes and really for us a big thing is how do we showcase companies making impact and also um, making a profit and growing and scale up because certainly scale up is one element around start me up hk festival this year and then our third event for the afternoon is um, a roundtable where we talk around financial empowerment for women and that's really showing how do we what can we actions we can be taking through different organizations to really empower and create more role models engage more women financially because that all then ultimately feeds into the entrepreneurial ecosystem as well wow sound like great discussions important discussions and uh, and very very exciting i'm just interested how did you um, move from working for PwC to starting your own business what what made you do that 
Well, I'd been with PricewaterhouseCoopers for over 12 years, um, both in London and Hong Kong. And that, that was part of the reason I moved to Hong Kong in the first place. Um, and you know, I did travel extensively. I, we talked a bit about that separately, Simon. And I, you know, used to travel quite a lot. And so, you know, through that, I was just exposed to a lot of different businesses. So I was really interested in the way that where was the gender balance in some of these businesses. But also I felt what I was gaining from that experience, and I really enjoyed my time at PwC, it's a great company, um, was the regulatory exposure that I was having. And when I was talking to female founders, many of them were coming from creative industries or areas that didn't have that financial regulatory exposure. And when you start looking at funding, and access to capital, it, it, there's kind of elements around it that are very different to if you come from a creative exposure. And so this is where, for us, our um, our vision for Next Chapter is that if you're a female founder and you think capital, you think Next Chapter, because we want to be the bridge and bring that um, understanding and awareness of capital to help you grow your business. And we don't necessarily have to be the service providers. So we've worked with, um, you know, we work with Cardia Women's Initiative to showcase their grant program that um, it runs globally. We um, have worked with the Founders Institute to have a fellowship. Um, we've worked with HSBC in Hong Kong to do one-to-one um, you know, programs and also explain what they do. We've worked with Flywheel Financing out of Singapore on um, revenue-based financing in addition to pitch sessions and VCs. And the real goal here that I'm very interested in is how can we support women in their business and revenue growth goals and what? how can capital make a play in that external capital? It's, uh, it's a fantastic purpose. Your, your business is amazing. I know that you're a sole founder and uh, that's something we have a, perhaps another chat about in another podcast some other time because I yeah. think I think being a sole founder is a very interesting subject. But I know yeah. I know um, you, you dived into this business on your own. But I wondered if um, if yes. you if you if you look back at uh, I guess your career and you look forward, do you do you feel that you know, why Hong Kong? Why why did you decide? Okay, I'm, I, I understand you went there for PwC and the role there, but why did you stay in Hong Kong to do this? Yeah. Yeah, well, a couple of reasons. I mean, first of all, I moved out here with Coopers, but also my husband was relocated. So it was kind of a, a mix of us both moving here um, and having professional opportunities that were fantastic for us. And then following on from that, it was personally a great location. Cause my, you know, I have family in Australia and in Europe. So we're in um, a great, you know, in between, you know, in terms of being able to, um, you know, enjoy the benefits of Hong Kong, but be able to do that. But also, um, when I was looking to build my business, you know, we already had ties here. I'd lived here for over 10 years and had, um, you know, a career. I had a network here and, you know, I was building a family here at the same time. So we were quite embedded in here and, and Hong Kong's a great place. And what I love was the energy, the openness in Hong Kong and, and given when you're starting something new, that allows you to have opportunities and meet people that you may not have that opportunity to do so in other cities or other locations. And I mean, I think that just imbues you with that confidence to try something new and have a go. And, um, you know, a lot of that came into play. And that's what I think Hong Kong does a great job at. I um, I, I couldn't agree more. Hong Kong has an energy. It's so hard to explain it to people that haven't been there, isn't it? It's uh, it, it really can. Yeah. If you're ambitious, it really feeds you in a very interesting way yeah. but um one of my previous you can get guests a lot done in hong kong Sorry. oh go ahead no say that you can 
in in one day in Hong Kong, you feel like you can do a lot. <laughs> you That's know, true. Twenty four hours here is full. Um, you know, it, it's um, and everything's at your fingertips. It's a it's a very kind of. I don't know if the words can but very density in terms of your ability to access things quite close as well. So that allows you to move fast. Yeah, I mean, this could quite quickly turn into a gushing permanent podcast about how amazing Hong Kong is. I, I, I'm in London now. And um, one of the things I try to describe to people, the difference is uh, in London, if I get, you know, one or two meetings arranged in a day, it's kind of a miracle. In Hong Kong, I think my, mm. I, 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 my, I had 21 meetings in one day. You can just, yep. people just move fast. They say yes, they say no. Things happen quickly. And yeah. um, it's, it's quite a dynamic place, isn't it? And uh, I think um, yes. people, people, previous guests said you either love it or you hate it. But if, if, if you're entrepreneurial, I think it's, it's, there's nothing quite like it. Now, a previous guest did say yep. um, that 45% of the founders in Hong Kong are female. And so um, I can't verify that stat, but it's really interesting. And I, I, I wondered what your view on maybe why that was. What's... Why is that so for Hong Kong? Sure. I mean, I think, you know, we've talked about the energy and openness that Hong Kong provides. So you do feel like you can make an opportunity here. You can go out and do things. And, you know, obviously that feeling is gender neutral. So I think that that imbues both. But, you know, the system here is it's, um, you know, there's an element of it's a wealthy city so there's the you know you do need savings to go in and build your business so you know there's there's a cross section here that you can be looking at for reasons but you know whether people have put some savings behind them and so they're willing to um you know take the opportunity of hong kong and financially back that and have a go which i think is really great um you know there's the helper system the unsung heroes for many families here in hong kong that allow um both the women but uh, and um if uh, if they're in a relationship with the family to actually you know put forward um you know the ability to start businesses you know there's um i think a lot of there's a lot of equality within the culture here in terms of supporting women to be in the workforce generally and i think that therefore extends into entrepreneurship more broadly just share with us a little bit you know you mentioned um you know women needing capital what what is the capital startup ecosystem like in hong kong is 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 it very at the moment is it is it tough to raise money generally what's your view well um i think obviously we're, we're coming off the back of um COVID, so the past year has been difficult for i think a lot of industries i think always with fundraising a lot of it depends on what sector you're in you know the founder um you know are you innovative are you disruptive and is it hot i mean i think if you're looking at something like healthcare at the moment there's a lot of interest in healthcare because of what we've seen, not just as a city, but globally. So I think a lot of that's driven um, by that. I think education or ed tech's taken uh, a bit of a boost coming off the past year as well. And um, so I, I think there's some, depending on your type of business, there's always opportunities. But yes, you know, people who have probably, particularly the angel level, I'd say held tighter to maybe the cash than they have previously. If you're looking at more institutional funds, they may have to deploy their money anyway. So they're still looking around for opportunities. Um, so again, it, it's looking at that um, that spectrum of, um, you know, capital, the capital range. But 
I think the positive thing we've seen is if there's if any positives coming out of COVID, very hard to say that, but the ability to be virtually connected to opportunities that maybe you couldn't get before because people were a little bit more locally driven on um, accelerators or pitch events and things like that. You're seeing a lot more of a virtual element. So I think you have the opportunity to look further afield. That's a very good point. And I know what you mean. It's uh, it was, um, It's hard to pinpoint the benefits of COVID, but uh, but I think seeing that you can connect yeah. anybody in the world, anyway. I mean, I'm in London, you're in Hong Kong. We're doing yeah. this this recording, this, yeah. this this knowledge share, which maybe we wouldn't have done if um, if we didn't if we didn't have COVID. Technology wouldn't be so yeah. accepted. And uh, but um, yeah, it's 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 very interesting. I guess I wanted to get an, an, an idea of how you think. Like, do you think entrepreneurs are born or bred? For example. Well, I, I think from that perspective, it's it's, in, it's a very interesting question, born or bred. Um, I think some people are born and I think some people are bred to it. I think that we need to think about entrepreneurship quite broadly because I think we fall about it into a startup space. But actually, for companies, they always need to innovate and be entrepreneurial to grow. And so I think what you do see is that entrepreneurial spirit, even within big corporates, because they're the ones making sure that they're continually growing, you know, um, either disrupting the markets that they're already in. I think you can see that. I think where you see it bred is if you you see someone who tries maybe successful or fails but like anything the more times you try it I think you learn the tricks of the trade and what works and what doesn't work and I think that that part of entrepreneurial um an entrepreneurial mindset can be bred mm. yeah I think again that's often an unsung element that there are a lot of entrepreneurs working inside companies um, I like to think the people at PwC that bought my company were quite entrepreneurial. They they were thinking ahead. They were taking a chance, right? It's um, yep. it's definitely uh, a good point. And uh, yeah, I guess looking yep. at Hong Kong as a market for those that are listening, what do you think the benefits of Hong Kong are to people? So certainly, um, you know, it's a the ecosystem here is a really great community from a startup perspective. You know, there's the um, opportunity to interact with people that, um, you know, you may not get elsewhere. There's that ability to um, either work with experts in the field or have a coffee or, or talk about your um, opportunity. I think there's some real benefits there. And obviously, um, kind of setting up the business here, there's a lot of positives around that. But, you know, as in everywhere, you know, building a business, it just takes a bit of grit and continually working at it. So, um, and I think that the energy of Hong Kong imbues you with that ability to get up every day and keep going and work on your business. Mm. I, I, I find myself with Hong Kong, like it's so easy to set up a company. It's uh, you know, it's yeah. flat tax rate. So you work hard, you make money. Yes, you pay tax, but you know, you can actually earn a good living. There's no capital gains tax. Yeah. So, you know, if you actually have an upside, you, you get to keep it. So it's really kind of an interesting flat structure, which which I, I found to, yeah. to allow you to get ahead if you work hard. Um, and yeah, and the connectivity point. Yeah, the, I, I always say it's one degree of separation in Hong Kong. There's, it's, you know, if you want connection, yes. it's always one person away. So it's just, it's just so many benefits. It's making me miss Hong Kong just talking about it. But um, <laughs> who's going to be the next Hong Kong unicorn in your view? 
Ah, that's a great question. Um, okay, so coming from my business perspective, I, you know, we would love to see that it's led by a female founder, <laughs> you know, um, and, you know, that's really, there's some great women in Hong Kong who are building businesses and, you know, showing that women can be that future CEO of a unicorn, I think would be an amazing um, uh, pl opportunity for women i think you know you look at someone like peggy Choi from link she's passionate about what her business is solving um and she's combining that with technology and commercialization to grow quite quickly and that's really great um homegrown story of uh, a, a female founder growing an amazing business and um and, and moving fast so i mean i'd love to see someone like peggy you know getting out there and um you know s seeing the success there what does link do so Link is the, um, they connect you with experts. And so it's um, a uh, kind of a matching service. And, and it's really good because they're using AI and technology to feed that. And they're really innovative around the way that they're going around that. And so I think what they've really done is they've brought technology to a, um, a, a, a an older business model and just grown exponentially. Peggy, if you're listening, no pressure. But Nicole wants you to be the next... <laughs> Hong Kong unicorn. So, you know, um, but sounds cool. I'll check it out. And we'll put the links uh, to uh, Peggy's business down below for anyone listening that wants yeah. to check it out and um, yeah. perhaps uh, beg Peggy to invest in her so that you can be a part of the next big unicorn story. But as far as um, existing unicorns are concerned, is there any, any and Hong Kong's got a few, is there any, any stories that really stand out? Any, any unicorns you, you know, you want to sh shout out now that you're, you know, any, any, What's your thoughts on the existing ecosystem? Well, I, um, I think this week there was an announcement that we've just had our 10th unicorn um, in Hong Kong. And, you know, I just think it's great because, you know, the ecosystem here is quite young. It's, you know, it's not like Silicon Valley. And we all talk about that here. You know, there's not that establishment that you're seeing in other um, uh, kind of startup ecosystems. So the fact that we're already kicking on to the 10th, I think, is um really positive thing and really inspiring for the community here there was a i think there's a lot of people excited about that yeah i think uh having unicorn status in, in a way it, it means a lot i think especially to those in the startup ecosystem because because i know in hong kong people are fighting to give businesses in hong kong a chance to succeed so when you have a unicorn it almost validates everyone's energy and love for the market right so yeah. um so yeah and that's one of the things i personally loved about living there is that everyone does lift everyone else up there is there is a sense of like we're yes. in it together and that's another i think unique the yeah. feeling I'm, I'm in london i love london but there is sometimes it's quite separated there's, there's a big it's a big place and so um but I, I what i loved about living in hong kong is that you know if you if you succeed people are happy for you and they want they want to see that happen so that they can validate the very market everyone's working so hard on so yeah i hear you 10 is pretty impressive isn't it i mean it's i think the ecosystem there in yeah, my view has only been really pushing for about about 10 years so it's one yeah. a year at the moment yeah. And I think that's what's great about the Start Me Up HK Festival because, you you know, there's a number of events happening. So we're one of the core events. We're Monday afternoon. Um, and 
But across all the events, everyone's doing showcase of founders. You'll see so many, um, both Hong Kong, but you know, even across Asia, so many entrepreneurs and great businesses being given a voice through this festival. And I think that's um, a really positive thing because you know businesses need the opportunity to showcase and to be out there. And um, and that that's a real benefit of Start Me Up HK um, for the, you know the ecosystem in Hong Kong. And for anyone listening to this broadcast um, after the event, then you can click the links below and all of the discussions and all of the insights will be on the website in the link below. So if you've missed uh, Nicole's panels that she mentioned earlier and you want to hear the discussions that are being had around this very important subject uh, that Nicole's pioneering and pushing through, then you can click the links below and get access to them. So just in case you are listening to this um, a little bit later after after the actual event. So um, I, I guess just wrapping up the podcast, and, and I wanted to ask if you had any words of wis- wisdom for any aspiring entrepreneurs out there listening. Always. Um, My number one is always just start. Time passes so quickly. If you have a great idea, you know, do your research to really assess the product market fit and, you know, the target market opportunity and then just go out. If you think there's something there, go out, have a try, go forward. You can only learn from the experience. Um, And I always think, you you know, having a tried entrepreneur, you're going to learn some amazing skills. It's going to be super hard, but you will learn, you know, um, so many amazing things. You'll meet amazing people and whether you succeed or fail, it always opens more doors. And that's only a good thing both for you personally and professionally I feel like you need to trademark just start it's like just do it but better <laughs> just do it <laughs> Nicole uh, awesome to have you on the podcast look forward to having you back and we can discuss all sorts of subjects uh, including the co-founder one yeah. and appreciate your time yeah. and sharing your knowledge and uh, enjoy the festival great yeah thank you very much for having me on and um yeah i think the festival is going to be a fantastic week for hong kong and everyone that can join us um both locally and across the world thank you nicole thank you for listening to pep talk today powered by the purposeful project if you found it interesting please give us a review and follow us in addition you can sign up to our website and get loads more free entrepreneur knowledge as well as get access to pep talk and the purposeful project podcast direct in your inbox every week